Hey there, friends. Welcome back to our Start With Peace series, where we're talking about the main reasons why most Christians experience a lack of peace in their lives. This whole series is based on my newest devotional prayer journal, Everyday Prayers for Peace, which you can purchase now anywhere books are sold. Last week, we talked about how important it is to build a firm foundation of faith now before the storms of life hit. The week before, we learned how to discipline our minds keeping them stayed on Christ. And the week before that, we learned how to stop stuffing a worldly definition of peace into a biblical one. This is the last episode in our Start With Peace series. And if you are listening now for the first time, I highly recommend taking the time to go back and listen to the others soon because they are going to help you get to the root of why you might be experiencing a lack of peace in your life. Today, we're going to talk about problem number four that causes our lack of peace, which is a lack of prayer. I'm Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. Prayer is action all by itself, and our prayers can impact the people we love most for generations to come. I created the Million Praying Moms podcast because prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. Let's change that together. My goal is to help you see prayer not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. If you have questions about prayer or motherhood, if you need help taking the first steps toward a praying life, or if you want to know how to pray for specific needs affecting our children in today's culture, you're in the right place, friend. Prayer warrior or mom who's just starting the journey, all are welcome here. Let's get started. Before we jump into that, though, I want to take a second and welcome Stacy Thacker back to the show. Stacy, tell me something good God has done for you this week. Well, hey, Brooke. It's good to be back talking about Everyday Prayers for Peace. I'm excited about this conversation, but something good God has done for me recently. I have started a new position, a new job at my church, which is very exciting. Um, I've been asked to give leadership to our women's ministry at my church. And so more in an f- official capacity, I've been a member and a part of our church for the past 20 years. And so asking to step into some leadership. So that has been exciting. Um, I'm meeting a lot of new women, a lot of old friends. Um, and so it's been just a really sweet time um, as I've seen the Lord carve out a path. I maybe didn't expect, but I'm really excited to be there. And I'm, I'm enjoying that new role um, that I have been given. So I'm excited. And it's something that we talk about a lot. We talk about prayer in women's ministry or online. Um, we talk about this in our small groups as well. And I really love in particular talking about prayer with Brooke McLaughlin because this is my favorite topic to hear her teach on friends. And I know that you are the same as I am in this regard, but Brooke, I've heard you say many times that prayer is the most, one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting these days. And so would it be correct to say that prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of the Christian life in general? Would you agree with that? I I would. I I believe it probably is. I, I will go as far as to say that that phenomenon, that complete not complete. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out here who do pray, but kind of disregard or minimizing of prayer, of the role of prayer in the Christian life. It is the reason that Million Pray Moms exist. This ministry is a direct response to the thousands of emails and messages I've gotten over the years from moms 
admitting that they weren't praying. And many of them didn't even know how they, they didn't feel like they could, they didn't feel like they had the time or some didn't even really know where to get started. And I just want to say, to be clear, these were Christian moms. Uh, These are not non-Christians who say I'm having trouble or I don't know how to pray or whatever, because I do know that there are unbelievers who pray. But these were Christian moms who believed they should be praying, but they still weren't doing it. And the result of this lack of prayer in their lives was kind of messy, according to their stories. The moms that I've talked to felt guilty about not praying. Some of them knew it was affecting their lives and their mothering because It's an indicator of a lack in their relationship with and connection to God. But so many of them feel helpless to do anything about it because they were already so overwhelmed by the other parts of their lives. You know, last week, Stacey, we talked about how so many people say, please don't give me one more thing to add to my to-do list. And we were talking about that last week in terms of reading the Bible and, and getting to know God through his word. But I believe prayer fits firmly into the same category. It can be something that we think of as one more thing we need to get done that day. And I believe it was Martin Luther who said, I have so much to do today that I shall spend the first three hours of, of the day in prayer. When that's not normally my response, when I have a lot going on, prayer and time in God's word tends to be the thing that I think I can skip, but it's really not. It's the most important thing that we can do. And I think it's it's easy to see that this overwhelm that so plagues today's mom, the fruit of our overly busy lives has caused the body of Christ to overlook prayer to sweep it under the rug or just ignore it completely. And the toll that it's taken on our hearts is overwhelming. Yeah, I think I just, I'm a firm believer that prayer and the word go hand in hand. It's kind of like, it's like a coin that has almost two sides. Trust me, I know all metaphors break down, but to me, they just go so hand in hand. It's like, you almost can't talk about one without talking about the other. But I also think a lot of times as believers, we want to say, oh, it can't be that simple. Simple meaning like just pray. Well, There's more to pray than, you know, it's not simple, but it is easy. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think sometimes we're like, oh, it has to be harder. Like I had, there has to be hoops or something. You know, prayer is that aspect of our relationship where we get to have a conversation and a a deepen that connection with the Lord. And so I, again, I love this. I want you to give us, I mean, how many hours, how many days, how many things, how many times you've written about prayer specifically. I want you to give us the best Brooke definition of prayer that you can so that we can all get your pens ready and write it down or jot it down on your notebook or something or on your phone, because I want to hear from you. What's your best definition of prayer? Yeah, I actually had it brought to my attention a few weeks ago. I had the opportunity to speak at a women's event that was local for me. There were two speakers. There was me and then there was one other woman. And it was interesting because I got to speak first. And as the Lord often does, our talks really just hers really built on mine. And she pointed out in her talk that my approach to prayer tends to, she didn't know this before because she hadn't heard me speak before, but my approach to prayer is very relational. And so my definition of prayer takes a relational flavor, very relational flavor. And so hers was more, she was talking more about spiritual warfare and things like that. And that's, that's a, a, an entirely, you know, kind of subsection of prayer, but mine tends to be very uh, oriented toward 
the way that prayer has changed my relationship with God. And I think that's so important. But I want to start off by saying, and I've said this many, many times, and it will always be true, that many, many men and women, scholars and theologians, and really, really smart people who know way more about the Bible than I do, find prayer to be something of a mystery. And it's like you said, Stacey, it is easy, but it's not simple. There is a mystery to prayer. Nobody, at least no one that I've read, and I've read a lot of books on prayer at this point, no one fully understands how it works or why it works. But it's clear from the word of God that he wants us to do it. So with that piece aside, prayer, as I understand it, is very simply just talking to God. It's conversation. And as we know, conversation is a two-way street, or it should be, similar to the way that you and I are talking to each other right now, except that the person on the other end is God himself. The difference is that God doesn't often speak back to us audibly. He speaks back to us through his word. The scriptures tell us that over the years, over time, God has spoken to his people in many ways. But today, he speaks to us through his son. And the way that we get, as we talked about, A couple weeks ago, the way that we get to know his son and the way that we can recognize the voice of God is to get into God's word because the scriptures call Jesus the word. And that gives us an understanding and a wisdom that comes along with the word. Prayer is something that God asks us to do. It's an act of obedience first and foremost. And so because of that, Even if we don't understand it, even if there are elements of prayer that we don't get, we do it anyways, because God has asked us to do it. It's a partnership that God invites us into. And it's one of great privilege where we get to share our hearts and our needs and our desperations with the God who created us because he truly does care for us. He wants to hear our hearts because he wants relationship with us. But prayer is also a way that we can fight battles. Years ago, God showed me that I had been fighting against my sons. I had had wanted to feel, I I guess I had stopped feeling like we were all on the same team. And just so you know, that theme has, has come and gone in my parenting of my boys. Sometimes I feel like we're really on the same team. And other times I feel like we're fighting against each other more than we are for each other. But God showed me, I, I wanted my boys and I still very much want my boys to know and feel like we are on the same team as a family, like their dad and I are for them, not against them. And God showed me in that time that praying for them was literal war on their behalf. Somehow, and I don't profess to know exactly how, but somehow God uses our prayers to further his will. So praying for our children or for those that we love or or even for random strangers uh, on the street is fighting for them instead of against them. And honestly, Stacy, this is still one of the most powerful lessons that God has ever taught me in my whole life. And I continue to believe that my prayers for my children have and will shape their lives because God asked me to do it and because I'm being obedient to him. And it may not always, it might actually be more accurate to say that it will rarely look the way I envisioned the answers to those prayers would look. But I believe that God is not finished yet. 
And I also believe that my prayers may even outlive me and, and show up as answers in my children's lives after I'm with Jesus. And that gives me great peace. I am so excited to tell you that in the month of February, the Million Praying Moms Patreon family will be diving into part two of the book of Psalms, praying through this amazing book given to us by God for such comfort and strength together as a family. The Psalms remind us of who God is, and they give our hearts the strength to keep believing when it seems like the world is falling apart. And if all is well in our worlds, the Psalms prepare us for when it isn't. Get your 25-day prayer calendar that guides you through the second part of praying the Psalms for your family today by visiting millionprayingmoms.com forward slash pray dash the dash word dash challenge, or just find the link in today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Okay, so let me make sure that I understand that you're saying that prayer helps me or you to have peace. So explain that to me. How does prayer help us have peace, the peace of God in our lives? Yeah, I think to demonstrate that, I'm just going to share a little bit of my personal prayer story. And I know that some of you who are longtime listeners will have heard it before, but for those who haven't, or maybe even for those who have, maybe it will help to solidify this notion that prayer brings peace. So let me just talk a little bit about my story. When my two children were really young, the common challenges of motherhood often left me completely overwhelmed and sometimes even just hopeless. I think my two children were born 23 months apart and my husband works shift work. And so, and they were not necessarily what you would call easy children. And so I think it was maybe a perfect storm that God allowed to happen to show me how much I needed him. But it didn't take me very long to realize that I, as a person, I was good at a lot of things, but I was not, I did not possess the skills needed to be the kind of mom I wanted to be. And I'm not necessarily talking about skills like changing a diaper or, you know, being able to get a child to sleep through the night. Although there was certainly a learning curve there for me as well. I lacked the spiritual skill set to combat the lies that the enemy threw at me on a regular basis. I didn't know how to see the world through the lens of God's word instead of through the fa- whatever failures of the day I was going through. I knew that letting my emotions control my response to my kids wasn't the answer, but I didn't have the tools I needed to get my emotions under control. And so There were a lot of things in that season when they were really young that just felt like chaos. Um, Last week, you shared a quote from Elizabeth Elliot that we are actually not adrift in chaos, but I felt like I was. I really, really felt as though everything that I wanted to be in control was out of control. And there were so many things that I didn't have the answers to and didn't know how to do. But the good news in this story is that there was one thing I did know. Uh, Many years prior to becoming a mom, I had chosen to follow Jesus and I had made a decision. I don't know really when I made this decision, but by the time my children were born, I had already settled in my mind and my heart that God's word, the Bible was completely and absolutely true. And I had decided to stake my life on it. So when the challenges of motherhood kicked my feet out from under me, and they did, I turned to the one person I knew I could count on, which was my relationship with God. 
And it seems really simple. And it is in that way. I just turned to the God I knew could help me. And I don't know, as like, as I look back now, I'm really not even sure why I didn't invite him into the mess sooner. Because I knew that God's word had the answers, I began doing the only thing I could think of, which was praying and asking God to do something in my home. And I I need to tell you guys, I was not that good at praying early on. My earliest prayers were, they sounded like, um, you know, help me, Jesus, you know, or I need you right now, Jesus, come now, right now. Like I would just scream in the middle of a hard circumstance, Lord, I need you right now. That's what I would do. And I, I just wasn't that good at prayer, but I don't want you to get me wrong. I don't want you to hear me, hear me wrong on this. Those kind of prayers are great. They're fantastic. Those desperate prayers, the first desperate prayers of our heart to invite God into our mess. You know, I look back now and my prayers sound, a lot of my prayers sound really different than that, but there are still times when my prayer is, Lord, help me right now. Lord, I need you right now. Help me, Jesus, right now. And so they're not bad, but those prayers weren't necessarily enough for the mothering season in my life. They were the first steps, but that's what they were, the first steps. So I needed something more. And so in that time, I began a practice that would change literally everything about my life. And that was praying God's word back to him. The first time I did that was related to Ezekiel 36, 26, which basically says in a nutshell that God is the one who turns hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. And honestly, I can't remember why I was studying that verse or how it came to my mind, but I remember being just kind of blown away by the truth of that because I had wanted to be the one who could with just the right behaviors and being just the right kind of mom, I could change my children's hearts. And so with that verse, God showed me that my role was to, you know, to mother them, but it was his job to change their hearts. That part of it, I could not do. And so very organically, like, I don't even know where it came from. Nobody really taught me to pray scripture. I just began to pray, Lord, would you change their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh? And I put it, I wrote out the prayer and I put it on sticky notes all over our house. It was on the bathroom mirror. It was on my closet door. It was in their rooms, outside of their rooms. I prayed, Lord, would you change their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh? And then the next verse that I feel like God showed me was the one that I talked about a few weeks ago as our special prayer. And it's the one that I pray over you guys before we leave our our episodes every day, which says the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And over time, as I began to pray the scriptures for my children, what happened was that I began to change because what do we know, Stacy, about the word of God? It is living and active and it doesn't return void. And so as I began to go to the scriptures and look for more and more and more things to pray for my children, God began to change me with his word. And so because I was getting God's word into my life on a regular basis, as I was allowing him to show me things that I had not shown him before, I began to feel more peace in my heart. I'm not saying that my children's behavior changed overnight because it didn't, but I began to get the peace 
that surpasses understanding as I begin to look to God's word for it instead of my circumstances. And that is really how prayer began to give me more peace in my life. Mm. Oh, that's so good. And I love your prayer story. I, I, I think it's so encouraging because you didn't start out with a lot of, you know, didn't have a lot of experience in it or wisdom. Um, it was simply an invitation to begin that conversation. It was clunky at first. It didn't feel especially wise or, you know, special, but just thinking back, just the testimony for all of us, Brooke, that you started that journey and you've invited us to kind of witness what God has done in your life in the days since. It really does encourage me to know, hey, I can start right where I am and God is not going to rush me through it. He's going to allow me to have a learning curve as well. And that I can have my own prayer story as well. One of the things I love about praying God's word is that it's his words. And we know that his word is true. You already said that. And I always think about it in light of my parenting when my kids come up to me and go, well, mom, you said, (laughs) (laughs) I can't argue with something I said. It's usually how they get me to let them have something they really want. And if I have said in the past, well, mom, you said, I'm gonna be like, ooh, yeah, if I wanna be a mom of my word, I'm gonna, okay, yeah, I did say that. Okay, so then we have to, you know, and I think that when we're praying God's word, it's what he says. So we know he's, it's true. We know he's going to honor it because it's his word. But for you particularly learning to do something as simple as praying his word didn't just get you necessarily the answers you were looking for, but it also taught you how to have peace. Am I right about that? Yeah, it really did. I know that just saying that makes it seem like it was easy or like it is easy and it isn't. It's not rocket science. It's not hard, but it the the process of learning to have peace as we go to God's word can be difficult at times because you may find that you struggle with something or you don't understand something or or you have to learn to give God the time to work these things out and and prove these promises to be true in your own life. It isn't necessarily easy, but it can be done. And I really believe it has to be done. If we have any hope of the kind of peace that outlives and outlasts the hard things in our lives, we have to learn to talk to our Savior. I love that you talked about there in that last statement about the time factor, is that we want to just throw that as a caution to our listeners, is that there are some times I know in my prayer life that God answers very quickly. And sometimes oh, it's over time, years. I I would imagine that there are prayers that Brooke has been praying. And I know I have been praying for years and years and years. And, and we can trust God with that timing, that his timing is best, that we can know that he knows all the things that need to come into alignment for a prayer to be answered in a way that is an alignment with his will. But I know that time factor can be so frustrating. But in the midst of that, we can lean in to that relationship. We can build that relationship over time and we can trust him through that time to answer it in the best way that he knows, that he knows the answer and when and why and how and if he's going to answer it in that way. And so I love that you you said that. Well, Brooke, I just want to thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Today's show is based on the newest devotional prayer journal from Million Praying Moms called Everyday Prayers for Peace. And parts of it were taken from Brooks' book, Praying Mom, Making Prayer, the first and best response to the challenges 
of motherhood. You can grab your copies of either book, anywhere books are sold. And you know what? It really, they go hand in hand. So if you want to grab both books for you and a friend, it makes such a great gift because you have the prayer story and kind of the prayer outlines. And then we have the specifics of going into everyday prayers for peace. It's great just to go ahead and grab both of them if you don't have those. You can find out more at millionprayingmoms.com. So that's where we are today. Brooke, take us out. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or at the Million Praying Moms website where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom. And don't forget to download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children. This quick read will have you praying God's Word for your family within the next couple of hours. Seriously, find all the links you need at millionprayingmoms.com. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com dot com.